Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of Sublime Soul Surrenders podcast. I am so, so excited to start off this new year on a very special day. It is a new moon, January 2nd, with a beautiful soul. Her name is Sonali, Dr. Sonali Deepika, who is joining us today from Mexico, nonetheless. (laughs) Hi, Sonali. Hello, Minachi. So good to be here with you. So happy, so happy that you're here to spend some time to de- together to talk about things that I think are so important for people to learn about. Mm-hmm. Before we delve in, I will just tell people that Dr. Sonali Deepika is a holistic sensuality coach. We are going to explore what that means. She yes. also is an integrative physician. She is passionate about guiding people to honor the sacred nature of their bodies and connect to the deep wisdom which lies within take a second to let that soak in audience she is a doc and a sensuality coach and wants to be there to help people connect with their bodies which is such an important thing to be able to give as a gift to this world so welcome and again Thank you for being here with me today, Sonali. Thank you for inviting me on this new moon, the first new moon of the year. It feels very potent (laughs) for us. Absolutely. When I think about the new moon, I think about manifestations and Mm -hmm. intentions and beginnings. Mm -hmm. And of course, the new year is a new beginning on its own. But how Mm -hmm. special that so quickly with the new year, we have a moment of a new moon also. Yes, absolutely. And to create new beginnings for our audiences, to hear about Mm -hmm. something as unusual as a doctor who is a holistic (laughs) sensuality coach, (laughs) who is also Sri Lankan. (laughs) There's so much to explore in there. So much. (laughs) And I'm really going to open up this box and explore this journey that you've been in with our audience. Mm -hmm. The first question I want to ask you is what is a holistic sensuality coach? Mm. Thank you for that. Um, I know, I'm going to just say, I know holistic gets used a lot. Now there's, there's lots of terms out there, which I'm learning about in my own work that, that I use that people might not really understand, you know, the meaning of. But for me with holistic sensuality coaching, it, it came as part of my background, my, my training is as a psychiatrist, right? Like, um, and I specialized to work with children. And, and as that continued, and I, you know, we don't, I don't know, that's a whole probably other, other talk we can have, not she write about medicine. <laughs> we both have that in common. <laughs> we do have that, right? Um, but it, there was a point almost 10, actually 10 years ago, it's like 2012, where I met an Ayurvedic practitioner in Chicago. And, and this helped me, I was already going kind of that way, but this really helped me to understand the holistic nature of the mind, the body, the soul, like how, how medicine as I had been, 
we've been trained in, right? It puts us puts people into boxes, and um, and 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 it just like focuses on this one little thing without connecting it to the whole being. So, um, so for me, so I was going on. That's a big part of it. Like my journey was learning and leaning into Ayurveda and really feeling. I just felt so nourished by it and in the whole different way of looking at health and looking at healing and it comes into sensuality. So it's like our sensuality is also not a little box. I mean, we can consider the box that some people will call our vagina or pussy as a box, right? But it's like, this is to understand sensuality one needs to understand everything, how it's all, you know, connected. And, and the way, um, the way sexuality and sensuality develop, they really get into deep, deep, deep parts of our, our being, our, our under, our um, really deep parts of our whole evolution, you know? So once we get there, it's like to understand or to support, to understand for ourselves and to support anyone else, we have to connect everything. So um, there's this, this aspect of like, like psychosexual kind of healing, like really bringing in what 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 happened in this or what does a person experience with relation to their um their mind and their emotions um the body it just really connects everything <laughs> so I suppose that's what this idea of this holistic sensuality is it's like yes we can understand we can focus on a person's sensuality or sexuality um but in order to really understand that, we really have to understand everything and how it's all related. So. Oh, that's so beautifully described. <laughs> and I love the most poignant part of what you said. People are not to be fit into boxes. I have mm-hmm. said this myself throughout my career, and I agree with you 1000% that in the world of traditional medicine, that is what we do. We like compartmentalize people. We like to put people into an organizational chart so that it helps us separate what we're going to do. And by doing that, you are eliminating so much of the essence of a person. Mm -hmm. You're actually taking away who they are and Mm -hmm. you're simply looking at a label. Mm -hmm. So as a psychiatrist, and Mm -hmm. I love that you said this psychosexual, do you bring in like the, the psychosexual healing? Do you bring in that knowledge that you've gained over the years, learning about the human body and the human mind through your medical education and your career to help guide you as to what somebody may need? Do you see the value of that in your work? It's an interesting question. I mean, actually, because like, I feel like I've moved quite far from the way I was trained, which is the way that you described, right? We check off boxes. We're like looking at body systems. We're looking at symptoms. And then we're like trying to figure out how that meets criteria that's been developed by the professionals in these different areas. But it's all like, it's like taking a human, like deconstructing and 
and thinking that like, okay, that one thing doesn't affect another. I mean, in nature, we know everything affects each other. Everything is so interconnected, right? Interrelated. And how is it that we think that, okay, we can ask some questions, you know, related to blood pressure, take some measurements and that so many other aspects of a person's functioning aren't affecting that one thing. So I, I can't uh, like, what I'll say is I think a lot of my journey has also been about unlearning. That could be a whole other topic, you know, unlearning a lot of things, right? Conditioning and, you know, cultural, societal, all these things, right? So there's a lot of unlearning involved. Um, And at the same time, like, it's not like I'm unlearning what I learned in medical school and psychiatric training in psychiatric practice, but it, that, that way of looking at things doesn't fit anymore for me. And at the same time, I do have the experience of sitting with people who have so many different life's challenges, crises, what have you. I have, I have that experience and that, that I bring with me. I can't not bring it with me. I think that's probably so valuable, right? If, how mm-hmm. can we imagine evolving if we don't bring what we've had as personal experiences or learning in the past with us forward? That doesn't mm-hmm. mean necessarily that we honor everything we've learned, but it right. becomes a part of who we are, right? Like you are, yes. you are your journey, yes. journeys, you are your yes. experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think the value of what you've just said is you've described the process of a human being's life cycle, mm-hmm. that we are born into families or into spaces that we learn behaviors in, mm-hmm. and then we grow up. And as adults, mm-hmm. we choose to either change some of what we've learned or continue on expanding what we've learned, or as you said, unlearn what we've learned. I think that's valuable and important for people to honor. Nika, who you and I both have worked with. Yes, absolutely. From Vida, shout out to Nika. Yes. Talks a lot about the ancestral aspects of our life mm-hmm. and that our, mm-hmm. our existences, you and I as people of color, mm-hmm. bring a lot of our ancestral heritage of a different mm-hmm. nature all the time to this work that you and I are doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so one of the things I'd like to see if you wouldn't mind exploring with us is some of this unlearning of the cultural aspect. Mm -hmm. So being a Sri Lankan human, Mm -hmm. you identify as she, her pronouns, so as a female, and living in the Northern American hemisphere, Mm -hmm. doing work that's very much integrated in the world of sex and sensuality and the beautiful aspects of our lives in human physical forms, Mm -hmm. which culturally your and my heritages have dismissed. Yes. I'd like to know what it was like for you to become a holistic sensuality coach Mm -hmm. as a Sri Lankan woman of Mm -hmm. color. Mm-hmm. And what that journey process has been like for you, what type of resistance you felt, mm-hmm. either internally or externally. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
for that question. So, so juicy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it is really quite fascinating. And if I, I mean, just to think about, because as I reflect on my life, like let's go 10 years ago when I was talking about this, this opening into the whole holistic nature of things, um, sexuality, yeah, it wasn't really, it wasn't something I was exploring so much and, you know, and, you know, having experiences, of course, but not to really, um, delve into in any way. And I, I just say that because to, to think of 10 years ago to now, even to reflect on is like, yeah, how did I get here? Or how did, what happened? Because this was not, I, this was not something that I, that was very present in my life that I was exploring in any kind of way. Um, and that there was a lot of repression, a lot. And so fast forward, I left my, my job. I left everything in Chicago and I had come to Sri Lanka um, 2017 to study and delve into more of Ayurveda because this was this holistic healing, this indigenous healing that I was drawn to inexplicably, like I couldn't not um, go that way. And it wasn't quite, um, it wasn't just working out, like I just wasn't finding the teachers, the things, just things weren't quite working as I had hoped. So I had this space and I was at that time, interestingly, working with a um, an Ayurvedic physician who was based in the US, a woman who was an MD who didn't practice medicine, who had gone into Ayurveda, um, Dr. Shiva Mohan was her name. And um, it was at that point that something was shifting in me and it was just interesting how it connected because she mentioned and what about sexuality? You know, this was this like, what about exploring it? And it was already coming up for me for whatever, you know, it was just coming up for me myself. I'm like, okay. And I looked at, I was over that part of the world. So I looked at tantric retreats. I, I just looked at some things. Honestly, they didn't feel very safe to me. I just didn't know that world and like, men and women going on these retreats, these Thailand or where a lot of them were in Thailand, but where, where have you or like different places. Um, and, and then I was brought back to the teacher that we have in common, Layla Martin and her work. Cause I remember that found her a couple of years ago, again, found her and then blocked it out. Like I never did anything with any of her emails, but they kept coming so that brought me to the work. So I say that because um, to answer your question, it's like I really had to work through layers of my own, of what I was holding in my body, my own resistance, repression, a lot that had been taken in from the outside that had just taken in and not often not said in any way, just you know, energetically, or just, it's there, right? Right, you're <laughs> picking up on it, it exists. You don't have to say, it. it's not spoken, which makes it there. Absolutely, <laughs> you, know? you can feel it, right. <laughs> which makes it there in this repressed kind of place. It, 
just starting to take those steps of even like turning towards Layla's work in a more intentional way, in a more active way, was starting to unravel some things or some layers were starting to shed just to take that because all of it otherwise had been held in my body. And as you mentioned, a woman of color, um, I had become a physician at that point, you know, like all these things had been taking me on a certain path of like, this is what is acceptable. This is what is respected, appropriate, what have you, you know, and now it was like, taking a shift and and focusing my energy, my time and energy into something that had not been encouraged, Mm -hmm. that had not been, um, like there were no signals of like, oh, this is a good idea. Right, probably (laughs) the exact opposite, that what the fuck? It's totally, and for myself, I had to face that in myself because every step it was like, what are you doing? what really no we're not doing this you know like it just this constant like but that's right that's part of the process right is that we are facing parts of ourselves showing up those parts are often from the outside so the inside and the outside like our inner our inner experience and the outer experience are are so much um mirroring each other you know and so as I'm taking steps and okay yes I'm going to go to retreat I'm going to actually not go to the Ayurvedic um it would have been amazing I'm sure but it was in India a deep Ayurvedic training for six weeks for clinicians I'm going to turn that down and I'm going to go to Layla's wild bliss retreat in Mexico that that decision that brought everything to the surface so we bring what's held deep within. We make these choices and we tr- start to explore different things. We're bringing it all up. That was a very difficult decision for me because there was this huge part that said, go to India. You're a doctor and you wanted to study Ayurveda. You go to the retreat. It was like a, a course, like a six-week course in India. Of course you do that. But then there was this part that was deeper that was just like, oh, come on. You know, you want to go to Mexico. <laughs> I can feel that internal struggle so deep in my body for you. So now, wow, this is so potent. <laughs> um, that was a big turning point for me because once I made the decision and I had to let them know, nope, I'm not going to accept the, um, accept it, you know, because I had, had to get people to write letters of recommendation. It was a private interview. There was a whole thing to do the India program. Um, once I made that decision, it it started to get easier, but it was still like you're saying, like it's at every step, like there was that step. Then there was, oh, am I going to do this coaching? Really? You're going to do this like such what? Like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> And all the, what are people going to think? And what are, you know, all of this stuff, right? So, um, yeah, this, as we make choices and as, and a lot of this work, a lot of this sensuality work is making choices from an embodied place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then, um, then we start to, to unravel 
and and bring to the surface. And we start, we get to look at what are we holding in our bodies? Like, who are these voices that show up? Who are these voices that show up and, and um, whose voices are they that are saying, no, you definitely shouldn't do that. <laughs> and do you um, think those voices now were you, or do you think they were learnt voices or your ancestors or family or just cultural shame? <laughs> It's all of the above. All the above. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard to tease out because we don't know. We don't know for ourselves. That's why I say, you know, it's psychosexual, psychospiritual, psychosomatic, like it's the everything, like the voice is the in the psyche, right? But like, where is that coming from? I mean, who knows sometimes, you know, and it's it's doing this kind of work that um we can we can start to observe that a bit more. And like, okay, who's who is in um, opposition mm-hmm. <laughs> to to some of these choices, you know? And that's how we, I think, like slowly and slowly, we we liberate ourselves. How and did you finally make that choice, Sonali? What pulled you? What made you stop listening to those voices telling you what you're gonna do this? Yeah. I, I think for me, well, it was really step-by-step. Step. Like I'm telling you the pivotal one was when yeah. it was like, okay, you're not going to go down this track that right, makes right. most sense. Right. And it was also, also a good one. I'm not saying that wasn't a good idea, <laughs> but um, that was a big one. But then each time it became about the connection to the body because and, and the connection to to the what had been repressed mm-hmm. and to pussy connection to like all of that it's like suddenly there's another louder voice I you really know? want people to hear that I really mm-hmm. want people to understand the power of those words listening mm-hmm. to pussy listening mm-hmm. to your body and mm-hmm. for those who don't have a pussy physically mm-hmm. or phenotypically, yes. that does not mean you don't have that same the energy of it, exactly, yeah, of the sexual energy. So I yeah. want people to understand that when we say Thank that, you. we're not speaking mm-hmm. only to those that have one. No, mm-hmm. we're saying mm-hmm. everybody has an inner knowing. I'm so happy you're saying this, and the idea that we can make choices, magical mm-hmm. choices for ourselves with truth, if mm-hmm. we listen to our body, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what you did. You honored your body's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yeah. that's so incredible. And that then opened up this portal to be able to educate the world how to live just the way you did. Yeah, you know, our our paths guide our, guide like what we're, what we're sharing, right? Like 100%. What, teaching what we're guiding because we we go through it and then we can we can share it for someone who's maybe just a step behind that or two you know or whatever you know absolutely Um, like the value that we can place on something that we've experienced increases mm -hmm. exponentially when we know Mm -hmm. what it gave us yeah believe that somebody else could benefit from it yeah absolutely so having made this choice mm-hmm. and stepping into it, now it's been a few years. Yes. How does it feel? 
It's, it's in some ways, I know this might sound extreme, but in some ways it feels like being reborn in some ways, because it almost feels like, wow, all of that was really part of a different life, you know, and, and the continuing to return to body, return to, yeah, the energy of pussy or sexual energy as a, as a fuel and as a guide of like what is what I'm passionate about, what steps I'm going to take, and what I'm not willing to do, you know. Um, I think that starts to become clearer and clearer, and yeah, and then it's just moving away. Just keep taking steps away from a, a way of life that I had, work I had, um, ways of being, and ways of. I, I realized that so much of my decision-making, so much of my thinking was just from my mind. It was really from a rational thinking kind of place and bringing that decision-making into the body changes everything. Wow. You were able to see that change and that shift for yourself, that you were able to come out of that rational thought process and actually give yourself the permission to trust. Mm -hmm. To trust that it may not logically on paper mm -hmm. look right to somebody, but that you know that this is what's right for you. Mm -hmm. And so I'd really like our audience to sit with that like after this recording, to take some time and maybe ask themselves as you're beginning 2022, mm -hmm. what are you trying to endeavor or what have you been wanting to experience that you're holding yourself back from because it doesn't feel right in your body or it doesn't sound rational in your mind? Mm -hmm. And then explore that. So if it doesn't feel right in your body, I'm going to ask you what you would do with that so that people can learn how you help people. Mm -hmm. But for the second part, that if it doesn't sound right in your rational mind, to try what Sonali did and test yourself and say, okay, well, am I willing to trust my body? Am I mm -hmm. willing to just take that moment of sitting down and being with myself? Mm -hmm. What are you going to lose by doing that? Nothing. You're not committing yourself to anything, but you're allowing yourself to experience a different knowing that maybe yes. our rational thinkers may not be doing because right. that's not how society supports us. It's absolutely, it's another unlearning. Another unlearning. <laughs> Would you be able to give our listeners a little description of what they could do if their body tells them something, like they haven't felt right about something in their body? What can they do with that? Mm -hmm. How can they explore that? Mm -hmm. I would be curious how, like the context of how that's showing up, because sometimes it's, and you and I know this, but sometimes it's like, you know, when we have something we really desire and when we start to, you know, we start with thinking that's often what people do naturally, but then when we start to like maybe feel it in our bodies of like something and you know here we are 
new year, new moon, uh, first new moon kind of thing. So it's a time, right, for setting new intentions. Like, how do we want to live? How do we want to be? How do we want to feel? Um, what do we want to experience in this next year? You know, um, if we, if there's something that we really desire and we're feeling into it, and then it doesn't feel good in our bodies, my um, my guidance would be to see if it's possible to feel in the body where that's not feeling good. And then maybe giving it a voice. And this may, may sound strange if it's, you know, not used to this kind of work, but, but kind of like, okay, what, what do you want to say? Or what doesn't feel good? Or why doesn't this feel good? To try to understand, it's like I was um, earlier talking about voices showing up you know, voices in that are um, in contrast, in opposition to what my body was drawing me to and having to look at that and observe that and um, kind of understand that in our bodies as well, we can then give the voice to some sensation, some discomfort, something that's not feeling good and try to understand because if it's something that we deeply desire and this feeling is, is showing up that doesn't feel good, some discomfort, many times that's also part of a conditioning. That's also something that we took up, we took in to our bodies from the people that were around us, that the people we were raised with, the people you know, in our families, in our communities, that, and that is showing up in opposition. It's showing up to, to kind of be like, mm, yeah, I don't know about that. You know, um, so curiosity, right? Bringing some curiosity, sitting with it, observing, and kind of asking some questions. So these could be like journal, you know, like what is this piece that's showing up wants to say? And, and where does it seem to be coming from? And, and is, it, is there anything that that part needs to know, you know? to feel more at ease with perhaps a desire or an action step, something like that. So beautifully described what's mm -hmm. yours and what's not yours. Mm -hmm. A lot of the feelings that we have, we have inherited or we've mm -hmm. experienced from external forces and mm -hmm. we've inhabited, but they don't belong here. And mm -hmm. you have to go through that process. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sonoma, yeah. for doing that. Thank you for taking the time to try to describe that. And I really hope that the audience is listening to the wisdom in Sonali's words. There is so much that you have within yourself that you know everything already. Yes. <laughs> I'll give a really quick example. <laughs> my son is in a play uh -huh. and they haven't started the practices yet mm -hmm. but with COVID's numbers rising he's not comfortable mm -hmm. doing the practices mm -hmm. so he's feeling guilt he was feeling guilty about saying I don't want to do it mm -hmm. before they started their practices yeah but I asked him what is it that he really wants is he doing this for somebody else or is he doing this for himself 
And he was in his rational mind stuck. I said, okay, I want you to close your eyes and just think about this in your body. What does your body tell you? Yes or no? And it took him two seconds when he closed his eyes and he said, no. I said, okay, you may not be happy with the response you'll get from another person, but you've listened to your truth. I think that's important that just because our body says yes, doesn't mean it's easy. (laughs) And you took took the hardest path, right? Listening to your body. You had to go through lots of challenges, (laughs) but isn't that the whole point? Yes. Yeah. That's so good. I love, I love this conversation. Sonali, I can talk with you for so many more hours. (laughs) Unfortunately, we don't have the capacity to keep our audience members listening in for so many hours. No, <laughs> but I would love for them to know how to contact you. And, you know, really, audience, I hope you're feeling inspired and really ready to embark on your own adventure in your life and reach out to Sonali and ask her for her input, schedule sessions with her, understand what it's like to be coached in what I believe is the most powerful parts of our bodies and our beings to be liberated mm-hmm. and to really yeah. listen to our body. So Sonali, would you share with everybody how they can contact you? Yes, I'll quickly share. I am on Instagram at I am sacred ground. And then also on my website, um, I am sacred ground.com. Those would be two and ways. Will be in the show notes below. So you yeah. can also look at the show notes and see <laughs> Instagram and please follow Sonali, follow this podcast, come back for more, follow all of the incredible, again, wisdom that Sonali has shared here and feel it in your body. At the end of this episode, it would be beautiful if you would just give yourselves a minute to sit still or lie down and close your eyes and just ask yourself, how does your body feel? And do an exploration. And maybe you can all comment, send us a message in the podcast and tell us how it felt. Yeah. And share and subscribe and come back for more because we will be back with many more episodes. (laughs) And I, again, I want to thank you. Sonali, this was such a precious amount of time with you. And I thank you deeply from my body. as well. Thank you so much. And if I could just have one little thing that didn't come up is with these, the voices or the discomfort that comes up in the body, we, it is about bringing that in. We're not trying to eliminate you know, are like pushing these away, but it is about building that, you know, kind of relationship and bringing that in and bringing some safety and all of that around it. Absolutely. Just- Thank you for saying that. We're bringing in the trust. Bring in the trust. trust. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. What a beautiful way to end. Bring in that trust of your body, all of you beautiful beings all over the mm-hmm. world and the planet, wherever you are. Thank you for being here with us. And have a wonderful day, morning, afternoon, night, wherever you may be. And Sonali, thank you. Thank you. Happy new moon. And happy you. new year. <laughs> yeah.